everyone. Welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I'm Zen the Unenthused. <laughs> I'm David the Unhinged. <laughs> oh, <no>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have an un thing, but I'm Emily. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that works. This I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> you can tell it's a Friday. Or wait, no, it's not Friday. <laughs> Yes, um, it is Friday. I don't even know what day it is. Even though we're recording this, sure. Yes. Anyway, this week is all about the music in the parks and in Disney animated movies. So on today's show, we're talking about the music that makes or breaks the park experience for us. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So <laughs> to start things off, we're going to share our favorite examples of music and perhaps special effects of that is your kind of thing, um, around the Disney parks. And they can be from anywhere, the parks in California or the ones from other countries, if you've been so privileged to have been. Um, so <laughs> Basically just wants, Zen. Yeah, so who wants to go first? Zen is going to culture us, I imagine, yes. with the music what? from... Oh, come on. You're the only one that's actually Tokyo, been to international Disneyland parks. You know, know... Hong Kong. International ones? Okay. <laughs> now I had to change mine because I was just going with the, the local ones. So, um, do we do all, should we talk about all of ours at the same time or are we going to go sure, with dude. Just kind of go with whatever. Yeah. Okay. I will say, um, then I am still going to choose, um, one in the United States in California Venture, and it is just my favorite music because it really sets the tone. It's soaring. Yep. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Soaring, yeah. You know, it's probably on everyone's list, but yeah. it's, it's just amazing how it sounds. And, um, it just really sets the tone when you're on the ride. You get really relaxed and it's like you really get the sensation of floating through the cra- uh, clouds. And it's so, so good. Um, the, the, another one that I actually really like at first, I was like, I don't get it. I mentioned this before. And as time went by, I loved it more and more and more. But I really love the music of the Tiki Room. I mean, the music <laughs> is the entertainment. <laughs> Obviously, but when I first saw it, it's like, what is this? Um, one of my friends wanted to go on, and it's like, really? And we went on it, and as time went by, it's like, oh, this is this is amazing. So, mm-hmm. um, without the music, it just just the dialogue wouldn't be. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a music based thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one I would go with. So it's a combination love hate thing. Um, I will put it in the same category of it's a small world. A small world is fun. It's very nice to listen to. It's kind of like music from Frozen. But when you hear it for the 500th time or it's the earworm you can't get out of your ear, um, then it becomes a problem. Um, There is a ride in, uh, it's, um, I believe it's in Tokyo Seas. Mm -hmm. And it's, this um, voyage of Sinbad. Okay. Oh, I think I've watched a, a ride through of that before. It is a dark ride. Mm-hmm. It is a water-based dark ride, so it's kind of like a small world, and um, it just talks about 
um, the voyages of Sinbad. And it is beautiful, and they have all these wonderful songs on it. But at the same time, it's kind of that earworm kind of thing um, that just gets stuck in your head. So it's, it's, it's a love-hate relationship with that particular one. But it's it's a great ride. Um, I believe SoCal 360 has it. And um, for you guys, I'll see if I got a copy of it. Um, I, I think I video, actually videotaped that ride. It videotaped really well. So Nice. nice. Although I, I, I guess I can't really say that I agree with your second choice there, Zen, because if I had to think of a promo for the Enchanted Tiki Room, it would be the Enchanted Diaper Room. The good music masks the smell. Um, <laughs> look, I'm not a huge fan of the Enchanted Tiki Room. I mean... I think that for me, Zen, it sort of has that earworm quality to it. It's it's very catchy. It's got in the tiki 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 room, but I don't see anything more to it than that. So I don't I don't quite know what exactly you see in it, though I'm I'm happy that you're okay to be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you recognize that you're wrong, but that doesn't explain your selection in this matter. Ooh. Um (laughs) sorry. No, here's the thing. For my selections for this one, I really want to highlight the sounds and soundscapes, not of Disney attractions, but rather of Disney lands. As in, I find that an effective section of the theme park really drops you into the middle of wherever you are and the mood of the section Through, you know, its aesthetic, obviously, but also Uh in terms of its music and its soundscape. And this is going to sound really weird for my first selection, because to my recollection, this section of the park doesn't have music, probably because the soundscape is so loud. But I've always found the soundscape for the Redwood Creek to be really, really Ooh, effective. Yeah. When oh, you're walking up definitely. and you're walking by the trees, the aesthetic just matches the bird and the river for soundscape. Sure. Huh. In fact, wow. I totally feel that. In fact, I think that um I'll get to this a little bit later, but it's one of the only soundscapes in DCA right now that I actually find effective. But I think we'll get. We're to doing music. We're d- <clears throat> and special effects. No, it's a, wait. The the, the category uh, was well, for music. Excuse me. Go away. We'll <laughs> do special effects too. That's fine. Wow. It was technically well, just to, to be fair. Mine have a little bit of a cheaty quality too, but we'll get into oh, that. It's <laughs> technically, technically, I introduced it as sound effects as well. Then, I I'm going to reelect one of mine. No. Shut <laughs> up and listen, okay? You cheated by going international. When the theme was only was like, supposed to be California. Everyone <laughs> wanted me to go international. That's why. It's I you're go back so to- cultured. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on from this stupid little squabble. I have also chosen to highlight here the soundscape and music for New Orleans Square. Because uh, yes. jazz is awesome. And there is no... I think other than the the redwood area of dca there's no area in the california parks that would rather just sit in and take in the ambiance than new orleans square that being said 
Adventureland is also really effective in terms of its music. And I think that that one is maybe the most unique of the Disney California parks. But maybe that's just me. I also agree with Zen's pick that the music for Soren is really, really awesome. Oh, for sure. So, I've already made people angry. So, (laughs) who wants to defuse the tension? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I'll go next, uh, just because we were talking about Soarin', and not only do I love the music for the actual ride, but just standing in line, that music is so uplifting, right. and you feel like you're in the sky the entire time, which I love. Um, but other musics and things, I guess David kind of took one of mine with the Redwood Creek, because I love, I always use that entrance um, through the um, Grand California Hotel to get into DCA. Oh, um, nice. So like as soon, obviously like as soon as you walk into that section, it's like you're right in the Redwood area. So I love that. Um, but let me choose three of my own unique ones. And so I'm talking about David and Zen's. Okay. So I love Phantasmic. Oh, that was one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of doing choices. <laughs> um, it's so, I think I, I recently, I don't think I really sat through it or it was a really long show as a kid. So I kind of would not pay attention to the endings, but the beginning is amazing. I love like the Mickey part where he's like throwing up the, not fireworks, but you know, the, the lights and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I love the, the princesses dancing and it's such a nice, it's so fun. Um, so that's one of mine. And then I also like the haunted mansion. Uh, yeah absolutely yeah yeah just all of it like the line when you're inside in line and then the grim grinning ghost song i love trying to sing that along to it when i'm in the little pod um okay but but important (laughs) clarification question for you here emily is there a difference in terms of enjoyment for you between regular haunted mansion and holiday haunted mansion (laughs) this is crucial importance i know i'm here with the tough questions today man i i enjoy man because what sticks out to me for the holiday is um not necessarily the music, but the smell that you get when you mm. go through the, oh, the yeah. dining gingerbread room. Yeah, the gingerbread smell. Like that's the one that's that's like the most iconic thing for me. Just because they've kind of with the holiday one, they've just done it from now it's just like Halloween through Christmas. Right. So it's not as special, I guess. I don't know. I feel like they used to only do it for one of the holidays and then they kind of extended it throughout. So I, I think maybe I think maybe they used to have a break in between yeah. the two of them. The, and partially my reason for asking this is because I used to I don't know so much about earlier like doing Halloween and stuff like that, but part of my affinity for holiday haunted mansion over just general haunted mansion is because I used to go over the Christmas holiday as a kid to Disneyland. Yeah. That was when our family vacation would be and I wanted to know if that affinity might be shared if it was just my own nostalgia. I feel yeah. like I had it. I had, I definitely had that nostalgia when it was more dedicated to a specific holiday. That makes sense. Like we just talked about, but now that they've kind of just mushed it all together for the whole three months, it's lost that specialness to me. 
I can um, see that. Yeah. But still, still a great ride. Still love it. Um, just not as special when they do the overlay. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So I did, talked about, what did we do? Fantasmic, Haunted Mansion. And I really like, I found this on like a Reddit thread, I think, but the Beast Library. In, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And like the animation area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Oh. Animation Academy. Animation, animation Academy. Academy. That's what it's called. Um, that's very yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very moody and it fits the vibe when you're in there and it just, it feels nice and calming. And it's like a small room, but really high ceiling. So I don't, it just feels like it, how it should feel when you're in a s- library, I guess. Um, yeah, those are mine. Nice. That's, that's really, that's really funny because I'm such a bad Disney fan because I have never been inside the Beast's library. <gasps> And if it's so nice, (gasps) I know, kill me right now. I'm so bad. I mean, Um, I don't blame you for Fantasmic. It's hard to like, you know, when it first came out, you had to stake out your seat for like two hours beforehand or something. Even now, it's still pretty difficult. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so for mine, I kind of cheated a little bit with Fantasmic, and I put old Fantasmic, because <laughs> I don't really like the, the way that they changed up the music for the new version. I prefer the old one. To me, the, yeah. because I'm so familiar with the old one, it kind of sounds like I can hear bits and pieces of the old one in the new one, and then like where it transitions, and then it's like, oh, wait, that's wrong. Why is it? No, <laughs> that's not it. So I kind of cheated with that. And then, um, I had Soren too, but I'm not gonna choose that one because everyone put it too. Um, I really like the cue music for kind of the Indiana Jones and Jungle Cruise Ooh, area. And they kind yes. of go together a little bit. There's that radio show that they have playing and then they intersperse it with a lot of, um, old like 30s music. So I really like that. I used to listen to that sometimes, even just while I was working and it would help me through get through the day. Um, and then for my last one, I really, really like how they did the music for rise of the resistance. Mm. And it like, it takes the, the John Williams music that you all, we all know and love, Mm -hmm. but the way that it, it brings in like different feelings, like in the different scenes, it like, it punches up the emotion even more. So I wish I could find, <clears throat> I wish I could find where like, I don't know, they probably don't have just the soundtrack by itself yet, but if they ever come out with that, that would be amazing. Interesting. So, Cause I know yeah. that most of us here, I don't think have gone on rise of the resistance. Yeah. I have. Oh, you have. Yeah. I don't, I oh. haven't talked about it. I guess I haven't. I, I've talked about it like in the office, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, maybe I went, um, it I've was seen it on YouTube in 3d. I was using, I mean, I, like I, I mentioned to, I think a previous episode, I was like, since I can't get on and I'm going to use the, um, I have a PlayStation 3D VR headset, and so I watched it. So it's kind of like, you know, someone put Vaseline on your glasses. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> but, but you got the general idea when yeah. you... <laughs> yeah, so. that works. Yeah. Uh, if I may, I want to bring it back for a second, because Jennifer, you had mentioned that you were sort of considering yourself to have cheated when you said, oh, I like the old Fantasmic music mm-hmm. more than the new one. So I'm saying to... I want to highlight that. 
I and I don't really consider that to be cheating. And I want to bring Zen and Emily into this as well because I think it's an interesting discussion. But I think the old Soren over California music is to me the most effective use of music I've seen, not just in Disney parks, but in theme parks possibly in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I want to know if there's a huge difference for you guys on that one too. Like kind of ha- like how, you know, Haunted Mansion, Haunted Mansion Holiday, there's a difference. What do you guys think? Is there a difference there between yeah. old and new Soren and which I, do you prefer? Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, but I haven't, I've like not gone on Soren that often, like the new Soren that often, just because I don't, I just want to see California. Yeah. So, I don't, it's not as prevalent in my mind, like as far as the music, but I, I do remember when I first went on it, when it changed, I was like, what is this? Yeah. I think the new one sounds almost cheap compared to the original. It mm-hmm. sounds yeah. kind of like, you know, I, I feel like they took the same vein of music, but they use a lot of instruments that almost feel kind of stereotypical, like, especially when you get to like the Taj Mahal scene mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it just feels like a very, like, stereotypical, this is kind of what you would always expect when you see these places kind of sound, where mm-hmm. California had such a good way of using a bunch of different instruments and different types, like genres, almost mixed in within that main song that you didn't notice it as much. And this just feels very, like, clunky sometimes don't in you the new version. It, don't you find it funny, Jennifer, that... Despite, I mean, take away for a second, because I'm pretty sure that you have gone on Cal- Soaring Over California semi-recently. I know the shutdown has made things hard, but semi-recently, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I noticed is that it had, the footage had poor camera quality. And that's yeah. to be expected of a ride that came out in 2001, and it is now 2020. But I find it so interesting that you bring up the music as cheap, because even though everything is technically improved, it just feels a lot cheaper and less genuine yeah. to what the ride was originally trying to achieve. And this is my whole thing about why I consider, like, Soaring over California to be better than soaring over the world is because whenever I go to Disneyland California Adventure, I make a point of going on soaring over the world. But when soaring over California comes to the park, I make a point of going to the park just to do that ride. Right. That for me is a difference. Are you listening, Disney? Are you listening? (laughs) Oh my gosh, please listen. Bring it back when the parks reopen, please. I know. Oh man. You know, it's very interesting because I used to be in, uh, in, in the video, in the video arena. And what I learned when I worked with, um, some people who had been in the field was people will forgive you know, being video is like, oh, they'll for- forgive on occasion the camera being out of focus. The people will, f- will forgive if it's not perfectly f- perfectly framed. But what they won't forgive if the sound is not good. Yeah. Fair enough. And it, it's mm-hmm. really funny sense. because if you sometimes you'll see on occasion where it's perfectly filmed, but if the dialogue's difficult to listen to, or if it's staticky, or there's lots of background noise, it's just like unbearable to to 
consume. But if like, for example, if you look at like an, uh, like an older film by Kevin Smith, where they use black and white film and it's kind of like shot really dodgily, but the dialogue was really crisp. Yeah. People forgave it and loved those movies and forgave the video quality. Yeah. Well, a, so. a similar principle <clears throat> applies to YouTube videos these days right. if you're, and podcasts for that matter. Because if you're putting out a, a podcast or I guess it more applies to YouTube videos. Never mind. If you're putting out a YouTube video that has crisp video quality, you're using the best camera that you can find and everything. But there's an echo in the background because you're using like a dynamic mic or worse yet, like a phone or a, a, a laptop mic oh my gosh you're going to get skinned alive have you watched um some good news with john krasinski oh, yeah uh yes okay the thing is that when you see his segments and he's in a room and he's it's must be his own personal office but it's not set up for a st- recording studio it is so echoey yeah and it yeah. just drives me bonkers yeah. all the time it's like john please get some uh soft surfaces into that room oh my and gosh it looks great same same yeah, so and that's one of the things that annoys me on another note about snl right now is so many of the actors don't have access to microphones and so they're just using sh- bleepy right. camera microphones <laughs> <laughs> well not making and, that mistake again and and once again and once again I think that's why I think we were talking about the music at Disneyland is just how much it actually adds to the ride and the experience. Right. Um if there was not and and actually you know going back to California I didn't know we could do sound effects um but <laughs> when I was on the um the Millennium Falcon one day and I mentioned this before we were in the queue and there was a power outage. Yeah. And the queue, uh, we're in the queue. We're kind of like on the second floor. We're almost onto the Millennium Falcon. Um, you know, maybe like a five minute wait. And oh, actually, we could stare out the window and we could see the Millennium Falcon. Ah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and at that point, um, th- there was a power outage. Yeah. And all the lights went off except for the emergency lights. And then all the sound, they had ambient spaceship sounds poured into the room in the queue Hmm. and you don't realize how much because when you're in there you hear this kind of like rumbling and like all these different noises from the machines and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and once the like the power went out it's just like it was dead silent and all of a sudden all the magic was just sucked out of the room yeah Yeah. indy's the same way it's like if if you you know something's wrong when the lights turn to the full brightness Yep. And all the sound goes off and then it's just like, oh, it's a normal room. It's not yeah. this like spooky kind of like falling apart sort of space. They yeah. all have like this weird subsonic rumble to make you a little bit on edge. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that if good sound design makes for the environment. So yeah, and, mu- and music is part of that sound design, obviously. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I was I took an introductory sound design class from one of the men who was responsible for creating soundscapes and soundtracks for many Disney rides, Space Mountain included among them. And you just, I learned from him just how many sounds he had layered over or how many sounds a another sound designer would have to layer over one another and balance just right, just to create that spaceship rumble. 
Right. Like nobody out there, you know, buys a track for Spaceship Rumble. You take all of these different sounds and all of these different moods that you want to create and you layer them into one another. And it can take hours and thousands of minutes of thought. It's just mind boggling to me. Anyways, <laughs> we have gotten so far off track. But yes, <laughs> uh, Soarin' Over California is wonderful. Disney, please yes. bring it back as soon as possible. Ooh, one more thing I wanted to add. Um, not Disney, not in the park, but as I said, I like to walk through the Grand Californian um, as use that as the entrance. And during Christmas time in the piano room with the big Christmas tree is like my favorite time to be there. Like I yeah. can just sit yeah. on the couch, listen yeah. to the pianist, like read a book. I don't even have to go into the park and I'm like, I'm good. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Did everyone get their examples out? Yep. Did yes. everyone... uh, excellent. So yeah. I think this is a good time. Let's take a quick break and then uh, listen to our sponsor message. And then it's time to admit about which songs and apparently soundscapes that we're not being a fan of. Sorry. Okay. Right after the break. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Okay, everyone, we're back. Your resident drama llama here, and it is time for me to break the truth to you. Not all of the musical and soundscape choices in Disneyland are the best. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So <laughs> we want to turn the discussion on its head a little bit and to discuss just a few of the soundscape decisions that we are not the biggest fans of. And I'm usually a projector of controversy here. So I want to step that back a little bit for just a second and talk about a decision that I think is a little bit less controversial, especially Ooh. because we've already talked about it on the show before, but the Tomorrowland music and soundscape is just too outdated for me to enjoy it anymore. Ooh. And there's, this, I agree. I don't know if it's just me, but one of the most annoying things that I always find about it is that when you walk in, there's part of the soundscape is like this high pitch clicking noise. It's very, very, very techno. <laughs> and it's so reminiscent of what Walt Disney thought the 1980s looks like that we forget that we left the 80s behind 40 years ago. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but... I'm willing to forgive it because of the rides that are in it. And I guess I'll, I'll, I have one choice that's a little bit more controversial. Pirates of the Caribbean. <gasps> Not oh. the biggest fan of that song, guys. I hate to admit it. It is it's so good. Well, I mean, the like, Yo-Ho song? it's not yeah. the most amazing okay. song, but it's a good <clears throat> song. You can sing along to it and the whole boat sings along and it's fun. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You've been in situations where the whole boat sings along to that song. She was on the boat by herself. Way more fun. <laughs> in fact, like, I think there oh, were, wow. there was one time that I went where there were two, two guys that had very 
deep, like good singing voices. And they, I think maybe that's why it was because they kind of started it and then everyone sort of joined in and it was a lot of fun. So see, okay. Two things. One, that song is really repetitive, which is Mm -hmm. obvious. Fine. That's not impeaching in and of itself. Oh, sure. Sure. But who can make up more words on that song than yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me? Because after that, it's but <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So that, <laughs> I know. It's hard to remember <laughs> the lyrics. May <laughs> Heidi's yo ho. There's funny lyrics, though, too. I know that there are lyrics, but you mm-hmm. can't make them out. And that's so annoying to me. Yeah. I don't know why. <sighs> Okay, I get that, that fine. I'm done. I'm done being controversial. That's my that, controversial that, opinion for the that, day. That sounded very cathartic for you. This show often is because people love drama. And so I get to express my dramatic controversial opinions here. So uh, I have one that might be controversial and also might be cheaty. Please. Okay. So. I don't know if you guys remember this, but um, back in the day when the Red Rose Tavern used to be Geppetto's, they mm. used to have this yodeling music in the background. Yes. And it was a bit much. Mm. <laughs> it was a little intense after a while. Like You know, you know I don't remember that, but please continue. I, I can envision Do you remember it. I don't like, remember. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same music that you hear when you're in line for the Matterhorn. I could be wrong, I but it, it, like it just kind of continues. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, like it's one of those songs where, like, usually I like to listen to all the different ride and cue soundtracks. Like if I'm working on stuff, right. and that's one where I cannot do it, <laughs> no matter how hard I try. I'm like, you know, I do kind of miss when it was like Geppetto's restaurant, even though I love Red Tavern, Red Rose Tavern even more. But at the same time, it's just like, I can't. I can only listen to maybe a couple minutes of that. And then it's like, oh, <coughs> too much. <laughs> I, miss, I understand. I you. Know. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's not even uh, controversial. No. Really? Okay. Is it cheaty, I, though? It doesn't exist uh, anymore. Uh, no. no. Well, I'm going to do one that may be controversial. Um, I don't even know if they still exist either. Is um, I think they're very talented. But there is a female mariachi band that floats around California Venture. Oh, oh, for a second, I thought you were going to say the Dapper Dance and I was going to punch you in the throat. No, I mean, I think they're very talented. I think they're very good. But it just, for me, seems very out of place. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially most of the time, as I recall. No, maybe they're not in the wharf. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I see them work, but definitely um, that area by uh, Goofy Sky School, mm. um, which oh, maybe that's why fitting, I might not have seen them. Yeah, it may fit a little bit better back there. But when I, they, yeah, it's a female match. But you know, I really believe I see the female mariachi band mostly in the wharf by the Chinese. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I and, get you. And and it's kind of like, wait a minute, this is the wharf, which is Northern California. I don't know if they <laughs> had that many mariachi oh, yeah. bands um, at the end of California. Uh, come, come, come visit Sonoma County sometime, dude. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, maybe it's perfectly adequate. I mean, maybe it's perfectly normal, but it's just—I don't know. It just seems really out of place for me. Very you know, talented. Don't care for the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm just using this to bring up something which is tangentially related, but okay. should have been fit with the last discussion. But the jazz band that drives down Hol- Hollywood Boulevard with the oh um, yeah, the five and Dime, yeah, they're, yeah, yes, they're really good. I like them. Yeah, but that belongs in the other discussion. So now I'm. <laughs> um, Emily, How what are I? you? What are yeah. you most annoyed by musically? I couldn't think of a music one, so I'm trying to like get some inspiration from your the group's dismay or dislike. It's much harder, right? Okay, well, what I don't like, it's like a sound effect. Um, So, it's (laughs) (laughs) it's when um, I think it's Thunder Mountain Railroad when you're going up uh, it's like the big the big one going up the biggest hill, I think, and yeah. it's the click, the click clacky noises. It's just uh, so yeah. loud; it hurts mm. my ears every time. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's like what I don't like. But I couldn't think of any like music. Although what you said, David, about Tomorrowland, I feel like I definitely agree with that. It's like I wish all of the lands had the same uh, music that is updated and goes along with each land, if that yeah. makes sense. We've talked about this. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just wish the magic flowed correctly <laughs> through each land. <laughs> yeah. I think that maybe Disney is just scared of updating that land since it's so iconic. Mm-hmm. Space Mountain mm-hmm. is so many people's favorite coaster in the parks, and subsequently Tomorrowland is many, many people's favorite land in the parks so i wonder if disney is just frightened of changing too much about it and making a decision that might be unpopular i don't know well even when they did do the new music for um space mountain i know a lot of people were really really upset my husband included like he he still dreams of making a website called bringbackthenighttrack.com so this way they can bring back the kind of um uh the Dick Dale version. Mm. I forget if it had like a different name or anything, but basically the very first time I ever went on Space Mountain, I went like very late in the game and he had to drag me on it because he was like, it's really fine. It's not as terrifying as your parents made it sound. Yeah. And at that time they had a daytime music track and they had a nighttime music track. And so that's where bring back the night track comes from because they had the new track in the daytime for people to try out and kind of test the waters. And then they had the regular one that everyone was used to. And then at some point I think it just became too difficult to switch between the two music tracks. And then they just stuck with the new one. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. He misses the old one. (sighs) He's nodding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so interesting. So interesting to just have all this happen in completely separate rooms. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Jennifer's husband is there. It's not just us. <laughs> so actually, I have one that is also on my list, but I think it could potentially be controversial. I don't know. How do you guys feel about Mickey's Mixed Magic? Oh, God, I hate it. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. I know some people feelings. like love it. No, 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 no. I, oh God. I heard this for the first time with my then girlfriend, who is now my ex-girlfriend. And I, I remember making fun of it so hard once mm-hmm. it was done with because it just boiled down to Mickey cast character sounds 
implemented into dubstep. It was like boom. Yeah. No. It was so bad. Yeah. It's, it's I, I don't know. What do you think? You, I think you did a great explanation of it, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, that's that's my two cents of it, and yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think, think I need to say anything more. Yeah. Is there anything else we dislike? Yes, no, I'm no. trying to think if there's. I mean, most of the oh. music and sound effects are so good. Right. Don't forget you know? the um the moms with the crying babies. Oh, yeah, the landscapes yeah. aren't great. Yeah, those are the worst. <laughs> That's Ooh, true. Kind of going along with that. But when I'm in the park and then I hear the announcement go, tonight there will not be any fireworks due to the weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. That's a bummer one. <laughs> <gasps> All right. Love it. So. Yeah. Let us know if you guys have any sounds or sound effects or music that you either really, really love or really hate. But for now, that does it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thank you for listening. And be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. Yes, and you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Main Street UCI to get your Disney fix in between episodes. So, while you're checking us out for all of our Disney adventures online, don't forget to give us a like, give us a follow, and send us your questions and topic requests because we love to hear from absolutely every one of our listeners. And before we uh, uh, talk about our official sponsor, I would like to give a shout out to Zencaster.com. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. We normally record in the studio. Um, and as you guys know, the web, we've been recording on the web and we've been using Zencaster. And right now during the COVID, at least for a couple more weeks, um, you can use Zencaster to create your own podcast for free. Um, and our original, our normal sponsor, which is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. You can find their career boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu. And with that, we're going to see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.